It's Friday, February 20th, 2017. And we're on chapter 20 of the Tao Te Ching. We've been reading from the Dwight Goddard version this week. And uh, something very curious uh, happens in chapter 20 of the Goddard translation. He refuses to include a portion of uh, the chapter. And um, what he says about it is really interesting and curious. Um, so what I'm, what I'm going to do here for this initial reading is I am going to combine a couple verses from the Goddard translation with a couple verses from the DT Suzuki translation, which I referred to a little bit yesterday. And then uh, we'll sit. And then in the discussion, I'm going to incorporate bits and pieces from the leg translation, the Suzuki translation, and the Goddard translation. And we'll see how that goes. So here we go. The first two verses are from the Goddard translation and the last two from the Suzuki translation. Chapter 20. Avoid learning if you would have no anxiety. The yes and the yay differ very little but the contrast between good and evil is very great. That which is not feared by the people is not worth fearing. But oh, the difference, the desolation, the vastness between ignorance and the limitless expression of the Tao. Okay, switching to Suzuki. The multitudes of men are happy so happy as though celebrating a great feast. There as though in springtime ascending a tower. I alone remain quiet, alas, like one that has not yet received an omen. I am like unto a babe that does not yet smile. Forlorn am I, oh so forlorn. It appears that I have no place whither I may return home. The multitude of men all have plenty, and I alone appear empty. Alas, I am a man whose heart is foolish. Ignorant am I, oh, so ignorant. Common people are bright, so bright. I alone am dull. Common people are smart, so smart. I alone am confused, so confused. Desolate am I, alas, like the sea, adrift, alas, like one who has no place where to stay. The multitude of men all possess usefulness. I alone am awkward and a rustic, too. I alone differ from others, but I prize seeking sustenance from our mother. All right. Ten minutes, find your position, settle in, breathe from the belly, and let's begin.
nothing to do now other than be here, other than be present in this moment. Experiencing all of it. as we sit here together. As you breathe into the belly, notice where the tension is in your body. If it's fear or anxiety, anger, Shame. And you accept it. Just accept it. No need to get rid of it. Just let it be. and stay with your breath. Now, if you're willing, let your chest open a bit and expose your heart. Let yourself be vulnerable in this moment. 
See what arises for you as you do that. And keep your focus on your breathing. Now, notice what's present in your throat, in your vocal cords, in the place from which you communicate vocally with others. Is it relaxed? Is there tension? Now bring your awareness back down to your breath, down to your belly. As you breathe in, let it be in your belly. And as you breathe out, Let your awareness move up to your heart and then your throat. Breathe in, belly. Breathe out, heart and throat. Stay with that now. Breathe in, belly. Breathe out, heart and throat.
I first read the Tao Te Ching about, I want to say about 15 years ago or so. And when I read it, I confess that this of all chapters confused me the most. And so I understand why Goddard would have been confused about it as well. And that's the reason why he uh, refused to translate the final two verses of it. I'm going to read you what he says about it in a moment. But I think he actually missed the deeper point of it, even though he himself was a Zen Buddhist. So here's the entire Goddard translation of this chapter. Avoid learning if you would have no anxiety. The yes and the yea differ very little, but the contrast between good and evil is very great. That which is not feared by the people is not worth fearing. But oh, the difference, the desolation, the vastness between ignorance and the limitless expression of the Tao. Then he says, the balance of this sonnet is devoted to showing the difference between the careless state of the common people and his own vision of the Tao. It is one of the most pathetic expressions of human loneliness from lack of appreciation ever written. It is omitted here that it might serve for the closing sonnet and valedictory. It's my belief that Goddard has read it wrong. And on first reading, it absolutely appears that way, that the balance is a pathetic expression of human loneliness. But I don't actually think that's what it is. I think it's pointing to something for us. And it's, to me, a little bit like chapter 15, in which it describes how the old masters looked. But instead, it's using the first person here. But it's pointing to something for us. So Suzuki says, The multitudes of men are happy, so happy as though celebrating a great feast. They are as though in springtime ascending a tower. I alone remain quiet, alas, like one who has not yet received an omen. I am like unto a babe that does not yet smile. Forlorn am I, oh, so forlorn. It appears that I have no place whither I may return home. The multitude of men all have plenty, and I alone appear empty. Alas, I am a man whose heart is foolish. I would say that that last part is a little too misleading, so I'm going to substitute the leg translation for the last couple sentences here and reread it. So this is James Leg, which was actually written in 1891. Yesterday I said 1895. But anyway, the multitude of men all have enough and to spare. I alone seem to have lost everything. My mind is that of a stupid man. I am in a state of chaos. Hmm. Let's move on to the last verse now, and I'm going to read the, the James Leg last verse. I've already read the Suzuki version of this. So here's the James Leg last verse. Ordinary men look bright and intelligent, while I alone seem to be benighted. Benighted, if you don't already know, means in the dark or ignorant. They look full of discrimination, while I alone 
am dull and confused. I seem to be carried about as on the sea, drifting as if I had nowhere to rest. All men have their spheres of action, while I alone seem dull and incapable, like a rude borderer. Thus, I alone am different from other men, but I value the nursing mother. And in parentheses, he says, the Tao. At some point, Jesus said something to his disciples. And I'm going to paraphrase because it wasn't exactly this. I don't remember the exact phrasing, but he said something to the effect of, why do you worry where your meal will come from tonight? Look at the birds. Do they worry about what they're going to eat? And, uh, you know, in my opinion, he was referring to exactly the same thing that these last two verses that Goddard refused to translate, bless his heart, um, are referring to. It's the state of no mind. It's trusting in the Tao fully and completely. So much so that under certain circumstances, you appear to be an ignorant person. You appear foolish to others, innocent. But you're not innocent in the common sense of the word. It's a state that lies beyond innocence. And yet in this chapter, Latsu describes it as ignorance, as being dull, confusion, desolation, drifting as if I had nowhere to rest, dull and incapable. If we, if we accept these words as something to aspire to, if we say, oh, yeah, that's the pattern that I have to follow. I have to be like that. Then it does not make any fucking sense. But if we look at it a little bit differently, as perhaps a pointer to how one appears once they, once he or she really accepts the wisdom of the Tao that's inside of them and acts from it. If we look at it that way, then maybe it's an opportunity for us to open our eyes to what's around us and see that the wisdom of the Tao is in things that we would otherwise dismiss. And that's enlightening. That can give us a little bit of a bump out of our routine, a chance to see things in ways that we didn't previously see them. What's the wisdom in a tree? tree that appears to us to be dull and passive and completely lacking consciousness from our perspective. And yet there it is alive, leaves moving in the breeze, designed to do exactly that, but not designed by any hand. So is there somebody, some person in your life, maybe just a bit player in your life, Somebody who sells newspapers or a server at a restaurant, a delivery person, a homeless person, who is embodying the Tao in a way that can provide you with some insight. Maybe you can look around and see if that's the case today. That's my invitation. And that's going to do it for today. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. I hope. I'm not ordering you to do it. 
and thanks for sitting with me. Bye now. Come on,